0: Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents The Man of the Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. (laughs) This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with I.D. Enang. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for listening in. And most importantly, I'm grateful to you for the contributions that you have made. Isn't it so amazing, friends, that people are going through all manner of stuff? I tell you, you wouldn't believe the numerous emails I've received. People are in different places in their minds, in their thoughts. Issues are cropping up day by day. People are confronted with all manner of, I don't know what to put it, but I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to be here to be able to provide some line of succor by His Spirit. And for those that are able to write down what they feel and how they are going through those tedious situations, I want to salute you for trusting me and for trusting God. I hope that the solutions that you've had or the ideas or the tips that I've had the privilege to share with you have helped you one way or the other. Please do me a favor, do send out some notes to let us know how some of those tips are helping you. And for those that are just joining, I bid you welcome to the program. We've been looking at the subject, taking stock of life. And in this, in the last few editions, whilst we're looking at aspects of our lives, We had to say some very cogent and valiant truths to ourselves. And that had to do with those recurring thoughts that are on our minds. How they can tend to block us from growing. And how they can become frustrations. Friends, I can tell you that with all that is happening, if you do not put yourself together, one will just be a sitting duck for all manner of illnesses, and all manner of mental and physical stress. But God forbid that you continue or you go through any of these without having answers, because therein lies the challenge or the problem. And so I ask and I plead with you that you listen into this program as you can on the Tuesdays and Thursdays by three o'clock, and by the grace of God, we'll be able to reach out to help one another as we go on this journey called life. Now, for those of you that may just have stumbled on the program, you're wondering what is the topic and what is the theme. We are looking at taking stock of life. And where does this sit? Every one of us needs to go through that process of taking stock of life. And please, if you do permit me, let me also let you know that I'll be formally presenting my book, my autobiography, on the 30th of May, 2021. It promises to be an exciting time, and I'm going to, with time, be able to share with you the link to make those of you that want to attend, to easily chime in and join as attendees. But what is more important in the days to come as you find snippets of this book, I want to encourage you to pick a copy because it will be available across different platforms. Those platforms will be made known to you shortly. But what is it about this book? It is a book that speaks to me as IDN and I'm taking stock of my life thus far. Right from the point at which I found myself in my mother's womb, which I didn't know, but she gave me the account my father. I had to eclipse all of that in 12 different chapters. And each chapter has a unique flavor to it because it tells you a story about my life journey. And I know a lot of you will be able to relate to it because I didn't come from a family that had a silver spoon. I didn't come from the other part of town where everything was in the form of literati. It has been God, it has been grace, and it has been growth in him. So, I want you to be able to know that whatever situation you're going through, that you actually will become a proper testimony and a legacy to others so they can know that regardless of the situation they are finding themselves, there is always a pathway through. You will not die in the midst of process, but you will come out of process and your progress will be evident to all. That is my testament. That is what I put in that book. And as a book, Get to wind down to the day of the launch and the presentation and preparing your minds so that you will grab a copy at the end of the day if I could make it by the grace of God you can make it equally and you will even be better off than I am and so these are some of the principles that are built on as a person. the other day I had the privilege of granting Interviews to some of the media houses. And of course, for those of you that have been following, you'll probably find it on, on my Twitter handle or Instagram or Facebook handles. If you go there, you'll find that interview as there by the Punch. It will tell you about a chronicle. It's still part of the message I'm putting out, taking stock of life. What would you say to yourself and how would you take stock of life? It comes, friends not just by you speaking and talking or living carelessly. It comes when you define your goal areas in life. If you don't define your goal areas, anything and everything will consume you. God forbid that you will just be swept away by every wind that blows. And so I want you to learn from all of these. And I want you at the end of the day to begin to pull yourself together, to pull your family together to pull all the resources that God has given to you as an individual or as a collective and say to yourself that there is a place called there and I will get there. But it takes taking stock to know how to make an advance into all the phases of life. And so today we are going to continue from where I stopped on Thursday and we're going to be looking at defining your goal areas. I want to start by asking you, If you listen to yourself, whether you do listen to the inner spirit that is inside of you, do you listen to that inner voice that sits and you're able to jot down the things that will come through for you? If you don't, then it's important that you understand that defining your goal areas ultimately make you sit as a candidate that will sit down someday and say, This is how my life's journey has been and I'm able to travel through because I set definite goal areas. And so when I sit in that same pavilion of thought, I'll be looking at certain elements that will make this as surely as possible. Because whether you like it or not, in drawing what I consider to be the wheel of life, there are so many aspects to it. But without specificity, you cannot go through. So, what is a goal area? Let me see it by asking you can you define what your goal areas are and what is a goal area? One definition of a good goal is a passionately held vision that, when actively pursued with intention, you have at least a 50% chance of actualizing. However, before we get into you looking at those specific goals, because remember, when you are going to take stock, you are going to take stock of your life based on certain things you set out to do. But I want to plead with you that don't just set a goal and say, I want to go to the US. It's a goal. But be sure that at least you have a 50% chance of actualizing that goal. So, for example, if you in no way or manner, if you've never traveled, if you've never been to any part of the world, and you have a brand new passport, you know definitely that going through the visa hustle will take some measure of faith and hope. It is not that it is impossible, but it will take a lot of hope and favor by God, especially if it is the destined time. Some of us set goals because we just believe that I know somebody. But I want to announce to you that before you get into specific goals, you must have the capacity to actively pursue. You must also define the area in your life you wish to focus on by making sure that you are right on target. There is nobody that does not have a specific tool to meet a target. In the game of football, there is a goal post, there's a goal area. But the difference between the goal area and the goal post is that the goal post becomes where you need to aim out to score. But the goal area gives you an advantage or proximity for you to score. So today, we are going to be looking at goal areas, and I'm going to give you an assignment where you are going to sit down and choose six goal areas that you would like to work with, so that at the end of the day, you can say that you have scored, like the game of football, or like the game of basketball. most games, there is always the goal area, and there is actually the goalpost itself that will make your count score or your score count. That goal area provides the environment by which anytime you are in that space, anything you do guarantees that you will score. And that score will mean something for you down the road. And so it is in life. And so I'm asking you, friends, that I want you to choose six goal areas that you would like to work with. And as we go through, I'm also going to share with you what I believe are very salient goal areas that will help you nurture that which you're looking for and ultimately bring it to life. Number one goal area, health and physical well-being. My dear friends, if there is one paramount goal area that you and I must not toy with, is health and physical well-being. Upon this goal area lies everything that you want to drive. It is only a man or woman that is healthy, that has good physical well-being, that can chase aspirations and goals, that can score. If you're not healthy, you cannot score. If you are not physically minded, you cannot achieve what you're aiming for. So, your career and every other facet of your business may not necessarily come to pass. So, what are those areas you need to watch out for when you are looking at health and physical well being? Because many of us just take this thing for granted and we just think that. My health is forever there. Like what you see on the bridges or on our roads, once there is a traffic jam, you find if it's a very serious traffic jam, you find some cars overheating. Some just stop. If that changes, maybe there's an outpouring of serious rain. you find some cars will not even be able to survive the melee of water. Some cannot even go through a tiny flood of water. They pack up in the water. I'm not talking about a sea of water, just a little. It tells you that the physical well-being of that car has never been considered by the owner. Many of us drive cars, and we never bother to check, not even to check the indicators on our dashboard, in most cases, are dead, gone. Sometimes, have you ever looked into those tow trucks? There is nothing. There is nothing in any tow truck that will tell you that this is a moving car or vehicle, but it is moving. And so the guy that is driving it does not expect that he'll be told that the oil level is low. Anyway, he packs up, the man gets up, and he now looks for the nearest mechanic, most cases, they themselves have perfected the art. They come out with their tools, and they knock rice and beans together, and the next minute, they'll tell you it's a meal. And he moves on. They carry petrol or fuel in four-gallon cans because the fuel gauge is not working. And as they are going, they hear, too good, too good. and once the car stops, all they do, the man does not even bother looking at anybody. He just pulls out his four-liter jerry can, and then goes straight to the tank. And guess what? The tank will not even have a hood, and it looks for ca- carbon or some paper around, folds it into a funnel, and begins to siphon fuel into the tow truck. Have you not seen it happen on our streets? But if I tell you that many of us are running our lives that way, you would not believe it, but it's the absolute truth. When was the last time you ever bothered about your health? and physical well-being. You're just going like that tow truck driver who has nothing, just believes that as long as the tow truck is moving, all is well, until something happens. And so what I intend doing is to sensitize you to take stock of life. A healthy life is a wealthy life. God forbid that you would use your health to pursue wealth And at the end, when you gain the wealth, you now use the same wealth to pursue your health. That is not a good way to live life. And so in taking stock of life, one priority goal area to make sure that when you want to achieve whatever you want to achieve and score, that your health and physical well-being become the priority. Very paramount. What are those things you must watch out for? Number one, healthy and balanced eating. You say, what is this man saying? At least I eat once a day. Okay. Because I cannot afford it. Okay. I eat once, twice, thrice a day. Meaning I have three square meals. Blessed are you among the people. But is that balanced? Is it healthy? Do you eat? You know, in those days in my village, early days when I used to go home to my village in when I in the 70s, I had the privilege of visiting my, my hometown at the age of eight for the first time, 1974. And when my mom took me there, it was my mom and I, and we got there and I realized that, wow, these guys are masters in Swallow. You wake up in the morning and I'll see some of those my uncles, you know, just walking around. They are swallowing some serious fufu in the afternoon when you see the man eating in the evening again some serious bowl of fufu outside without any shirt, just sitting there and it's Mount Everest. And you ask yourself, then I had no knowledge of what you call balanced eating. But the reality is that the man needed that because of the farm. In the morning, he needs to go slug it out in the farm. And so you find them in the farm, acres of land that this guy is up to 10. And when they come back, they put that in and they walk mild. So they are burning calories. But today you and I are not burning the same level of calories. We're doing so much work, supposedly, more of the brain than physical. And so it's important that we look at the type of food and the balanced eating habit. number two physical appearance number three weight number four levels of energy number five sleeping patterns this is very very important now this is me it's almost like the pot calling the kettle black do you know i sit down it takes a lot by the time i'm finishing the day and i'm you know, kind of going through my day in my head. Um, Maybe I want to sit down and uh previously I used to sit back and then uh, watch the 10 o'clock news and it terminates about 11 and I find myself stepping into my study again. And before I know it, it is about 1 a.m. and I'm up again by 6, sometimes I'm there till 2, sometimes 3, I'm just carried away before I realize, oh my, it's 3 a.m. And Those sleeping patterns don't help because they catch up with you. But now it has changed. You know why? Because one of the things I want to do is that every evening, I must try and push myself to go for a walk. Yesterday, I did about 11 Ks, 11 kilometers of walk within my estate. And I started about 9.30 and I went through all of that when I finished. And I went straight you know, to shower, sat back, relaxed and listened to a couple of news items and boom, I went, and went to bed. Now, that in itself will help my sleeping pattern. Now, to some other person, now this is about way chemistry works, some other person may not work for that person. Like my wife, she is a light sleeper. So if she goes on that kind of activity or the work that I do, the minute she comes back, you know, it's all going to mess our day and the night through, but I, I don't have a problem. What I'm saying, in essence, you must discover what pattern works for you, but you must do a certain minimum to ensure you are mentally, physically healthy. All of this derive one thing: would determine the strength and all flexibility of your body, mind, and ultimately. The way your soul will run and roar is a function of the strength and flexibility of all the elements. The seventh thing you would have to notice under this particular heading is the management of stress. And I know that in the month of April, we are dealt with this extensively and talking about how to maintain balance. So if you've not in any way um, had the privilege to listen to it, I want to ask you to go look for the podcast, just Google IDN, and I'm sure you'll grab the podcast there. They're all sitting in Google and you'll be able to see it and take your mind back. And if you also need some further help, just, you know, hook up on any of my timelines, make a request and my folks will deal with it. But it's also important that we deal with physical or health issues that we have. You see the body, just like a car, a car, you would have, now let me qualify, a good car where everything is working. There's a dashboard. You know if the water level is getting low, there's an indicator that tells you your le- the water level is low or the temperature is rising. You can look at the temperature gauge and it tells you mm, something is wrong. There are indicators. You can look at the fuel gauge and you know that this thing it's moving towards letter E, meaning empty. And then some orange light will come on, tells you, guy, you have less kilometers to play. Now, if you don't hit that warning and you continue, you'll get to a point where the car will come to an abrupt stop. That is exactly what happens to our bodies because many of us do not have that dashboard. But the dashboard tells us water level low. Temperature up. We say, "Mm, don't worry, I'll continue. The body is telling you, hey, slow down. Many of us do not take it until, boom, you get hit. And getting hit, major health issue. Everything you plan to do, everything that you are setting out to do will collapse. Why? Because you undermine a critical part of your life which is about health and physical well-being. Friends, I've spent quality time on this for our first half, not because of any other thing that the other five I'm going to share with you are not important, but health is what would determine every other thing. Without health and physical well-being, you cannot achieve anything that you desire to achieve. A healthy mind is a wealthy mind. A healthy man is a wealthy man. You may not have all the cash in the world, but one thing you have is that you have a body and you have a system that is functioning. And so when the time comes in this frame, it is easier for you to manage any kind of illness that comes. And so, my dear friends, I'll draw the cutting on the first half here. We'll be right back on the second half as I'll be looking at other goal areas that you would have to concentrate on and begin to think about. So when you are taking stock of life, you take stock and you know how well you've done so far. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. To navigate with Ang it's such a pleasure to share and learn with you. While we had the first um, half running, I had the privilege of sharing the process of having to look at health and physical well-being as a major goal area we must not toy with. And to those that are probably just joining us, we're looking at the subject, taking stock of life. And in doing that, we've given ourselves an assignment to rally and put down six goal areas that we believe are essential to making sure that we fulfill everything we desire in life. More or less saying that the goals that we'll score will definitely come through. Before this time, I said, imagine the game of football and there is a goalpost. Each and every one of us are looking you know, to a certain goal post to score. And then there's an area called the goal area. Sometimes you can define it as either the six-yard box or the 18-yard box. Once you are in that terrain, it is a dangerous area that almost will guarantee that you would score. And so everybody needs to set a strategy and a plan and make sure that you get into that goal area. Because of the ultimate goal, is to score and so is a journey called life that if you don't have the goal areas well spelled out your chances of making a success in that game will be slim or slim would have just walked away and so that's why we took health and physical well-being as the first one the second goal area i'd like you to take on for your consideration is relationships and by these I'm talking about breaking the word relationships into two. I can safely take on a relation to one side and put ships on the other. Or I can, in one way, take relation and then look at the word ship or ships. And when you look at the definition of a relation and then you look at the definition of a ship, it then tells me that we can marry both as a word relationship, and we can also split it to say we are relations in the same word shape. And this spells out varied aspects. Family, great place to talk about relations in the same shape. And the family extension is none other than the biological order. And there is a non-biological order. Like you and I can say, though we do not come of the same parental background or heritage, but when we step out of this country and we meet ourselves outside Nigeria, what is the first thing we say? Meet my brother. Yet, the Western man looks at you and says, okay, your brother, to him, is thinking about, that parental dimension. But you and I are basically from Nigeria. I would say that's my brother, that's my sister. Another way that makes it interesting, when you step out of the shores of your state, maybe like I'm from Akwaibo, and I meet a friend of mine who's been a great friend from another part of the country, say from Kaduna, some of my great friends from Benway and Kaduna. When I see the likes of Andy, I'll say, "Oh, that's my brother." Why? Because we've been together for the better part of four decades, and we become great brothers. Why? We started as friends, and we become brothers. There's a friend that's thicker closer than a brother. And so, when you are defining relationships, it's a goal area you must. So, if you're looking at family, it could be about your partner, it could be about parents, children, cousins, etc. It could also be your family at work, your colleagues. You work for the same company. In the days, I used to have a Guinness family, and I have a Guinness family. Now we are all alumni. So I have an alumni going all the way back from Baptist Academy. In fact, today, I got a note from one of my classmates way back in Nursery School, and she sent a note to me, inspiring me towards winning the forthcoming Institute of Marketing of Nigeria Elections that I'm vying for president. She was so very confident that I would take it. And that's how we reconnected. And when we reconnected this afternoon, just before the program, she said, are you aware there's a St. Catherine's alumni? St. Catherine's Model School was a primary school I attended in Sulere, where Mrs. Agbaje was our headmistress many years ago. There is an alumni. Now they're going to put me in that group. I belong to an alumni, Baptist Academy, Old Boys Association, Bowsa. That's a family. So we talk about Bausa family. I step out of there to Federal School of Arts and Science on the Sasson. That's another family. I get into Unicross or Unio. That's another family. And so our pockets of areas I've been to. Fast forward to Guinness. Fast forward to Coca-Cola. Fast forward to L'Oreal. These are all families, friends but they are solid relationships that we've done and taken over the years. It's a goal area you must understand how you want to harness. Under relationships, you also have the social life. Social life will determine how you want to take it in pursuit of the goalposts you are approaching. Many people today have friends, their social lives, Taking the best of them. I don't know how you can party. Yes, we partied in the 20s, less than 20s, 30s, great. 40s, you party. And you're still partying in your 50s and 60s and 70s. Jeez, that's social life. You keep oiling the relationships. But I tell you, friends, where the beauty comes, you have to sit back and there's something that unfortunately would happen. Maybe the loss of a dear one. That is when you really take stock of life and those relationships you think you have. When you lose a dear one or something happens to you, and then you are looking for these people who supposedly are your relations in the same ship. That is when you will know whether they are truly your relation or they were just passers-by. For instance, you sit back and you are broke, dead broke, and you needed some cash to execute something how many of these people can you call up to say i need 10 naira I need 15 naira either to loan me or to give to me if you cannot count 5 10 on your fingers and even count your toes to make 20 then you can call your alumni from nursery to today and if you can't count 20 people then you know as you have taken stock of your life that guy lady Your life is not sitting well. You are hanging on a balance that is not right. Or, let me put it very succinctly, you are out of balance. It tells you that the first half of your life, that is what I say to people, if you are 40 and at the age of 40, you cannot find two people that can stand for you and give you what you desire in a time of need then it means that the first half of your life was just wasted. Because your first half would determine second half. The people that knew you, if you are 50 now, those that knew you from the time you were age 1 to 25 would have formed strong impressions about you. They are the ones you go to at age 50 and say, oh boy, I need a loan for a million naira. Or I need half an, I need hundred thousand naira. Can you give me 100,000? The person just gives it to you. Or you say you need a loan of 10 million. The person gives you the 10 million. Does not ask. We just say, send me your account number. What it means, you have strong equity. But if you go and ask for 10 million and they tell you, I don't even have one couple, guy, you need to take stock of your life. And that's where very many people are because they think they have relationships, but they don't know. Their relations have left the ship long time ago. Most of it is because of character defects. You refuse to deal with your character defects. You refuse to stay in a place of discipline. When I had my interview with the guys in the media, I said Nigeria's problem is a lack of discipline. We are not a disciplined people. When you have discipline, you will have disciplined thought that will bring about character. And disciplined thought produces disciplined actions, and disciplined actions will bring a transformational model that is continuously winning. Otherwise, we won't be in the mess that we are, starting from the family, because we condone all manner of things and call them, you know, it's, you know, you know, manage it like that, all rubbish. At the end, when you take stock of life, you've not made progress by one inch. The third goal area that you want to consider is about your job, career and vocation, and contribution to service. Service here is a word that carries everything that we're doing. Many of us under this umbrella will talk about jobs. Today, people will tell you, I'm looking for a job. There are no jobs. There are no jobs. Jobs are not scarce. Faithful men are. A faithful man, who can you find? Tell me of one man that you can count on and say that is a faithful man. You'll get a job because people are daily looking for faithful people, but they can't find them. And what does faithfulness mean? That in the little that has been given to you, that you will demonstrate leadership, that that person will be proud of you. And the person will sing songs of praise to God that I have found a vessel of honor. But what do you find in our society? People are saying there are no jobs. But somebody needs someone to clean his apartment. Somebody needs someone that they can wash the cars for them because they don't have time. But can they give the keys of the car to you? They can't give you the keys of the car. I look at people that go to the car wash. Most times they lock the car. Why? Because the boys around are just manually open your car and leave a note there. You come back and you will not find the note. You say, oh, sorry, sir. I thought it was paper Theoda thought it was paper that was not good. When did the Naira notes become not good? That you, that, a, a, you're, a, a, you're a big man. This kind of paper should not be found in your car. Who told you? When people steal, rather than telling them they are thieves, you say, oh, money laundering. A thief is a thief. So when you steal on the job, like many people in private and public sectors do, they come around and they call it, oh, well... They look for a word to make it fancy. But you don't understand that that thing you've done, you've messed up one goal area because it was just one job. And then you move from there to career. A career is a series of experiences that you've taken on in the course of your life journey. And so as you are taking stock of life, you will look back and say, oh my God, I've been through so, so, and so. Like I can proudly say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I have passed through different institutions, started from my very humble beginnings as a little boy when I worked as a civil servant at the Ministry of Defense. That is all I chronicled in that interview at the Ministry of Defense Officer's Pay Office on Obanikoro, Ikoro Road. And from there, I went back to school. And when I came out, I started with ELF. From ELF, there I did my service and I stayed on as a cost controller or assistant cost controller, then moved to Guinness. From Guinness to the Coca-Cola company, from the Coca-Cola company to Cadbury, Nigeria. From Cadbury, Nigeria, I moved on into Samsung. Samsung Electronics from there to L'Oreal. And of course, in between, Corporate Shepherds was a dream that God had given to me. I had to birth that in 2009 or 2008, I beg your pardon. And here I am today, sitting and doing that which I want to do because it was a goal area. Now you can ask me, how many goals have I scored? Why are you listening to me if it's not a goal? If you're not listening to me, and if you listen to me and you come back, and you listen again and again, then it means I've scored. There's something that God has given to me to tell you that you found useful, that is helping your life. What is your own? Can you give a chronicle of your own career? If you cannot, then you need to take stock. This is about taking stock of life, your vocation. Many of us do not even understand the difference between our profession and our vocation. In one instance, you are great at something and you can be paid for it. In another instance, you're sitting back and people are looking at you and you're telling them, What does the world need? And what do you have? And what are you so good at that people are willing to put a wager and to pay? And so you now come into the space of service. Because service is a goal area that many of us need. Voluntary service. Voluntary service paid or unpaid, Contribution to the community or social issues. Today you find a lot of people say, oh, we are forming NGOs. They're not forming no NGO. It's a PGO. It's a private government organization. Bring the money. Why? Integrity is lacking. It's a goal area. Service. Many of us do not have jobs. But are you willing to surrender and to go into volunteering? You don't want to volunteer because you're lazy. And you don't see it as a goal area that will ultimately create that goalpost and give you a line of sight to shoot. And your chances of scoring will be very high. That you cannot give anything, but you can give your service. And walk in and say, sir, I know that you don't need to hire anybody, but my skills are in this area. If you give me an opportunity to just sit in, I'll be able to do some things with your company. All I need of you is to give me the opportunity. It's called a foot on the door. When you get the foot on the door, what you do inside the room, when you get in, will guarantee you longevity and sustainability. That's what it means to set a goal and ultimately score. But many of us don't take stock of our lives. We just go casual and become casualties. So think again about your job. Think about your career. Think about your vocation. Think about service. Think about contribution to the community. These are areas, the goal areas that will help you. Because ultimately, it's going to produce one thing, personal mastery. Personal mastery is such that when you call me and you ask me to come and present a paper for one hour, I'll tell you my fee is a million naira. My fee is 10 million naira. That's what heads of states like Obama are enjoying. It's not overnight. People have to know that you have that mastery. You are... You are a subject matter expert, and so your time is money. Remember the song: "Time na money, oh, time na money." Make you use your time well. No waka waka, no gossip gossip. Money no default from heaven. Use your time well. Use your time well. Time na money. Personal mastery. That is where you activate the beautiful things to finish your task well and then follow through. The fourth goal area I wanted to consider is play and recreation. Or rather, I'll call it rest and recreation. Many of us don't know how to rest. We don't even know what recreation means. Thankfully, these days you find that the state government is looking for parks, to create parks where people can just go relax. Because time passed, those parks were either taken, or you have people go there and do fajeron. All kinds of people squatting there. There are too many squatters in the afternoon morning. And what are they squatting? doing? They are doing the do. So now those parks are becoming proper parks. It's called recreation. So what do you do if you're not going out? How do you rest? How do you recreate? And so you need to look at that as a goal area because it feeds into your physical and mental well-being. Could it be adventure goals like traveling? But I don't want you to go the typical Nigerian way of traveling. I'm on leave. You travel, you get to London, you get to the US, you get to Joburg. And what do you do? You wake up in the morning, mall. Come back in the evening, tired. The next morning, mall. And most of it you buy, you spend 10 hours of which effective buying time is probably 20 minutes. The others, window shopping. Ah! We share here, we here. Ah! Oh, look at that blouse. Isn't it lovely? Or Another scene. You come back the next day and you go into all the sale counters for sale, for sale, for sale. When you go to areas, most times when you go into some stores, these are stores where you'll find the sales, when they are running sales. Most people that you find there, you'll find them speaking the language you and I will understand. They'll be there. Ah, you know that these are my kinsmen and kinswomen. They will load. And the fearful Black November, Black Friday, when people will start queuing. It is happening here. You say, I traveled. Ah, I went abroad. You come back lean, busted, tired. But you don't see that it's actually a goal area you need to plan. Rest and recreation, key. The other place that gives you rest and recreation are hobbies. Do you know that many of us don't have hobbies again? The only hobbies we have is to make money. You walk Monday to Friday, you say, I'm hustling. You hustle till you die. You just break down because the engine will knock. Hustle, hustle, hustling, hustler. And so we feel good. I pity the young people. Many of them are flogging their bodies, drinking all kinds of stuff. When you enter the golden age from 40 up, at that time, you're going to say, Monkey Go Go Market, you know they return sometimes. Flog your body now, enjoy it. Enjoy your youth but you pay for it because there's a payday. You must rest. The body requires rest and recreation. That's what it's called, to recreate. There's room for the things in you, the sinews, the flesh, the inner part of you to begin to reverberate. But what do we do? We purge ourselves with all manner of stuff. And afterwards, you want to score. That's why taking stock of life is key, friends. And I hope you hear me loud and clear. Start. Have some hobby. What is your hobby? It's not hustling. That is not a hobby. What do you do? How do you wind down? How do you relax? I just told you, when I get home from 9, 9.30, regardless of what happens, I hit the streets for at least 90 minutes, sometimes two two hours. I just walk in my estate. That's good enough for me, for my mental well-being. I listen to some great songs. All manner of songs, and it's a good time for me to pray. A good time for me to commune. A good time for me to do all the things I want to do. Also, a good time for me to catch up with some of my friends. I can't catch up with my parents because, uh, you know, they are the old people, so they probably that time. They are, my dad is already, you know, singing hallelujah in a different land. But after a while, certain people now, my friends, know my routine, and they catch me. They say, "Oh boy, are they here?" Motor de Horn. You say you did road? I say yes. I say no wonder. People now begin to align because they know they can locate you at that time. Why? Because you're on the path of doing something great for yourself. Friends, the fifth goal area is around lifelong learning. Lifelong learning has so many parts. Number one, spiritual development, number two, professional development. Number three, education and qualification. And number four, all of these grant you the ability to plan and achieve your life goals. That's why it is lifelong learning, of which spiritual development is the key of the keys. If a man does not develop spiritually, he's just a moving ghost. Because at best, you are just walking in fear. Listen, friends, everything in the spirit or in the physical is governed by the spirit. If you are sitting down and you have not developed your spiritual senses, you cannot sense anything. You're just a lame dog. Many of us operate in the physical, which are our five senses, but there is a sense beyond the sense of the five senses. That is where the spirit realm stays. And you can call this in any form or any shape, but man is only being that God created that touches both realms, both spiritual and physical. Man is smack in the middle. That's why man is able to touch, go to a realm that you find yourself, call it the spirit realm, and at the same time, you're a physical being. Animals cannot. No other can. Even demons or whatever we call them, they need, they come from the spirit realm, but they need a body to possess, to be able to act and walk. And that's why it's important that you have spiritual development, add that to your professional development, and you'll find out that you'll become someone whose goal in life will be sharpened, sharpened and focused. The final goal area you must consider my friends finances. And I'm talking about salary. I'm talking about your ability to create wealth. I'm talking about your ability to manage finances and run a budget. Friends, When we get back on Thursday, I'm going to look into this aspect a lot more deeper. And whilst we're at it, if you have any questions, please feel free to follow me on Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at IDYENANG. And let's continue the conversation. Or if you have a problem or a challenge, send a mail to contact at navigatewithid.com. I'll be more than happy to share with you, learn from you. And as we both Sharpen our thoughts. Trust me, the best days will be ahead. But never forget one thing. Keep taking stock of life. Thank you so much, friends. Goodbye and God bless. And that was Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.